Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What did you love about your first car? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. What did you love about your first car? I don't care what kind of car it is, you probably found some feature that you absolutely loved about it. Because there's a viral video of a mom who surprised her teenager with her very first car, and it is a hearse. Oh, my God. That's delightful. And the daughter goes through the whole range of emotions when she realizes what she's been gifted as a car. And I just thought, you might need to get over the fact that dead bodies were transported in that sucker. But it's pretty quickly going to become your favorite thing in the entire world. Because everybody's first car, you have romanticized memories of it. Oh, for sure. I mean, I do. Right? 651-641-1071. The phone lines are uh, lighting up, as they say. Uh, so let's go to the phones, and then we can share our own memories of our own old hoopties. We've got Alex on the line. Hello, Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi. Alex, what was your favorite thing about your first car? <laughs> so my first car was a Crown Vic police interceptor. Nice. And so my favorite thing was the little light on the side, so I could scare my friends. Oh my You're gosh. Like, I see you. So did you just like roll up to their house with that thing blazing? Oh, yeah. oh gosh. Oh yeah. And they probably it probably got to be your calling card such that they didn't <laughs> even like they weren't they were like, "Oh, there come there's Alex." Well, I the try light. not She's to do calling. it all the time because, okay. you know, then they are expecting it. You got to right. keep them got to keep people guessing. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a little jealous of your first car. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Uh, let's go to Chris. We've got Chris on the line. Chris, what was your favorite thing about your first car? So I, I was so nervous as a teenager for that uh, parallel parking part of the test. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. I went out and found the smallest car I could possibly find. So I had a Geo Metro in the early 90s. Nice. <laughs> and my favorite thing, I, at 18, I moved to Southern California. And because the car was so small, I could weave between the traffic on the highway. Oh, my gosh. You are a brave soul. That thing was basically a tin can with wheels. It was. I always said there were two hamsters under the hood powering it. Oh, my gosh. Chris, thanks for your call. And I'm glad you survived your Geo Metro. Teeny, tiny. It's like a little Chevy Chevette. You know how there um, are those bumper stickers that say start seeing motorcycles? I remember in the 90s. I saw one that said, start seeing Geo Metros, and I thought it was so fantastic. I would not, my, I don't think my parents, you know, my parents were of the generation where that, that's not a safe car. Right. Then you needed you a need lot a of, a lot of car around yeah. you. Let's go to Jack. Hi, Jack. Jack, what's your favorite thing about your first car? 
Well, my first car was a 1966 Mercury big country square station wagon. Mm-hmm. And I think Alan Jackson made a song about that actually years later. Oh. But uh, it had like power locks, power windows, cruise control, oh, power fancy. everything. Wow, you got lucky. Oh, and all my high school friends, um, it was owned by a famous radio celebrity in Duluth. Uh, Lori would know, Pat Cadigan. Uh-huh. And uh, it was it was famous because he knew it and he took it through parades. So when my dad bought it, everybody saw me driving it and it was like i had instant uh attention that is so like cool that. wow that's yeah. awesome thanks for your call jack thanks um, jack i'm jealous of the power every my first car didn't have power steering didn't have power brakes obviously didn't have power windows or power locks yeah no i didn't have any of that and i remember when what i learned was your car? it was a remember? 1981 plymouth horizon yeah. it was driven off the lot it was my grandmother's grocery getter literally she only used it to get groceries yeah and then it got gifted to my brother, and then my brother rolled it in a car accident and then handed it down to me. So it was all bashed and battered. But also, the first time I drove it, I was used to driving something with power brakes, and I tried to brake at a stop sign. And you were like, wee! Oh my gosh. And you'd have to brake, you'd have to start braking oh, like sure. two blocks ahead. Yeah. I mean, it was, you had to plan for that thing. And then trying to crank the wheel, oh, it was yeah. awful. But I loved that dumb car so much. You just have a special connection with your first car. Right? And now I can't even, my kids would be like, no way. Yeah. This thing actually existed. I feel like kids, kids don't understand. They don't understand. And that was a tin can on wheels too. Uh, Bradley, what was your favorite thing about your first car? Um, I had a gun rack because mine had been a sheriff's car too. It was also a Crown Vic yeah. Ford LTD giant boat of a vehicle. You could fit literally like six to eight people in that car easily. Party car. Yeah. I mean, you could probably fit another four in the trunk. Didn't you have a CB radio in that well, car Well, I did, too? but I my dad installed the CB radio because uh-huh. I wanted, you know, because I was a nerd. And so he went to Radio Shack and bought a CB. And so I had a giant antenna swinging off the back. Which I totally love. Did you yeah. ever have to use that to get directions? Yeah, I would use it to get directions all the time. I mean, that's what I used it for. That and just like listening to truckers, truckers talk in truckeries. Which I don't even what. Oh, let's go. That to, was before cell phones, kids. Right. Let's go to Tina. Hi, Tina. What did you love about your first car? Hi, guys. Um, mine was probably it was a Grand Dam, and it would run forever, which was awesome. But also, my grandpa put it like a you know those when you double push it, it starts the car. Oh yeah. He put one of, he put one of those in it, and it was great because it was one of the first so when it would start it would the lights would turn on turn off and turn back on it scare the crap out of anybody <laughs> like who's doing that no they look and there's nobody in the car <laughs> they're like uh where's that coming from oh you lucked out that's that's kind yeah. of a nice feature thanks tina thank you uh let's go to sierra hi sierra what did you love about your first car sierra i had the opposite of the geo metro I had a 1985 Lincoln Town Car. Oh, nice. That's a lot of car. Yeah, it's a lot of car. And his name was the General. And the seats were like that velour velveteen fabric. Mm -hmm. And they were like recliners. And I would keep pillows and blankets in the back. And on my lunch breaks, I would go take a nap. Oh, Oh, that's smart. You could live in that thing, probably. No kidding. Yeah, basically did. And also, um, the front windows had a short in the wiring. And so... The windows would only go down after you go through a car wash. The problem was to get them back up, you'd have to go back through the car wash. So, 
<laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Sierra, thank you for your call. That is like that can you is imagine a lot of just like I, I, we take think about all of the things in our cars now that keep us from like running people over. Like, yeah, your just, car is a computer I'm now. Sure, like you, I could have run somebody over, like you know, and never felt it. You guys, I my my current car, and I was delighted when I learned of this feature. When you put on the cruise control, it actually adjust the speed based on how close you are oh, to the yeah. car in front of you. You can pick your distance. I was like, yeah. what? I didn't even have cruise control on my first yeah. car. So or you like had to, you were responsible or, for maintaining your own speed or just and staying in cameras. your lane. Like think about all the times, yes. you know, you'd have to like crank your neck. Kids these days. Or just like run into garbage cans. Yeah. Like, Whoops. Oh, well, and it didn't really matter because unlike cars made today, you know, you yeah. can take a little beating. That's true. Uh, let's let Steve have the last word. Steve, what did you love about your first car? Hi, Steve. Yeah, hi. What did you love about your I first a, car? Yeah, I had a 59 Volkswagen Bug, and it didn't have a gas gauge. All oh. it had was a lever on the firewall that when you started to sputter and run out of gas, you had to flip the lever with your foot. And it gave you enough gas to get you about another mile or two. Get out of oh, town. Wow. That is That's kinda cool. Bonkers. <laughs> yeah, unless yeah, like, it was awesome. unless the gas station was more than a mile or two away. That would be a little nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Steve, thanks for your call. I will say I did have one car when the speedometer broke. I didn't tell my parents. And I started to just read the tachometer to try oh, to tell me. Ugh. Yeah. And then one time I made it home from school. I was in college in like less than an hour. And it's supposed to take like just over an hour. And I was like, how fast um, am I actually going? Yeah. I here I thought I was being so resourceful. No, I was nope, breaking out. the law. When we come back on breaking the Colleen the and yes, we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, talk about publationships. You know, sometimes sometimes people think we're cynical when we talk about publicationships. We are the I most know. optimistic show on this station. But Everything I, is real. I have nothing is real. I have evidence that we are correct that that there are publicity relationships oh, in Hollywood mm-hmm. from a real life celebrity. Okay. We'll tell you about it when we come back on my talk one zero seven one. Okay, the cord of my headphones was stuck underneath oh, so a wheel of to... my chair, Ooh, that's and you can't just wheel over it. No. So then I tried; I had to get down and pick it up, but then it pulled my headphones out. I'm sure the audience is loving this. Can you make sure you clean up over there, though, when you're done with your mask? Okay. I can't. Are, <laughs> are we going to be real? This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We just have, there's very high standards in the studio for cleanliness. Yeah, not ours. <laughs> we apparently have very low standards. By high standards, I mean someone else's. Mm-hmm. Not ours. So do the math. Yeah. And now you know. And it's not done. <laughs> I almost was about to toss to break. <laughs> you no, guys, we've got Might six well. minutes. Oh, left. man, it's Wednesday. Okay, so. We talk about publicationships on the regs on the Colleen and Bradley show. Yep. Like some people, I did. think, get real frustrated. We did. I think people get frustrated sometimes where they're like, why do you think everybody's a publicationship? Because they well, are. Well, I mean, we, here's the thing you need to understand is that we don't necessarily think that every publicationship is not a relationship. We just like to point out when people are using their relationship for publicity. Yeah, relationship is just two people together 
when two actors come together in public. Yes. And they give each other a special type of hug. Yes. And then, okay. <laughs> and mommy and daddy. <laughs> no, it's, it's to say that every celebrity relationship is by nature a publicationship. So, like, we've gone from, you know, picking and choosing the occasional obvious gross. Uh, and by gross, I mean, like, uh, exaggerated example mm-hmm. of a publicationship. But really, truly, any public facing figure in a public relationship is in a publicationship especially when they're leveraging it and and using it sort of in their publicity yeah it's a matter of degree yeah exactly well i we have confirmation from an actual celebrity that (gasps) publicity relationships are an actual thing um amy schumer She's in a publication. No, but she was joking. And I want to stress that I know so that we don't get emails and tweets. I know she was joking. Okay. But she said of Emily Blunt and John Krasinski, who are in the public eye right now, specifically because Quiet Place 2 is out. She stars in it. He wrote and directed it. Um, By the way, also same with uh, Quiet Place 1. He was in it, wrote it, directed it. They were yeah. a, a thing. They were and married. He spontaneously created a viral hit. <laughs> That's true. Are you talking about right? Wasn't the Good it? News Network? Yeah, wasn't that? Didn't wasn't there a blind item about that? Oh yeah, oh, some good news. Yeah, that was Some not a viral. News, was. That was not a viral yeah. sensation. No, at that all. was that all was, planned. Yep, that was that planned, was, planned and packaged. Mm-hmm. Winky you can't face. See it, but if you're on YouTube, you can. Well, uh, Amy Schumer said of John Krasinski and Emily um, Blunt. Why does her name just sound weird coming out of my mouth? I don't know why. Emily Blunt. I didn't like the taste of it. Emily Blunt. <laughs> anyway, Amy Schumer jokingly said that uh, she that the two of them were. She said, "I loved every second of a Quiet Place movie, even better than the first one, which blew me away. Amazing to be in a movie theater." And then she said, she went on to say, uh, "Although I've said for a long time, I think Emily and John have a pretend marriage for publicity." But I still think you should see the movie this rainy weekend. Ha ha ha, 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 She was joking. However, the fact that she was joking about them having a pretend relationship for publicity, to me, is confirmation that that is an actual open oh, thing mm-hmm. in Hollywood, mm-hmm. right? You don't just come up she with that. Be careful. Now, John Krasinski. Tell all the secrets. Thank you. John Krasinski did. Of course, he saw the tweet, and of course, he commented back. Well, of course, that's all we're doing. He right said, now. "Thank you, Amy, for blowing up our whole marriage spot." Ha ha ha. Um, they're very much not. I mean, they have a real marriage, at least as far as we know. Yeah, but it doesn't mean they're not in a publicationship, right? Like, exactly. I, I don't think they are of the like. We should categorize publicationships, right? Yeah. We should have like animals that represent. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like the different relationships, you know, like, or I don't know. Uh, some symbol, mm-hmm. symbol, is that what that a word symbol. is? A symbol. A symbolological area of things. Mm-hmm. I think I'm breaking down. No, I'm just mm-hmm. saying like we should have a categorization because there are some relationships which are like, um, you guys are lying. Mm-hmm. You are not romantically involved and one of you is a beard. Chonus. Well, I don't know if Chonus is a beard situation, no, but, but yeah, they the are definitely, it, yes. they are definitely in it to win it in terms of their careers and endorsements. Yes. Um, um, but Emily Blunt and John Krasinski, the only time we really see them putting their relationship forward is when they're promoting one of these movies. And and so the tell is the obvious, it's so obvious, you guys, so obvious, it's so obvious. What the is way the you tell? can tell that publications are a real thing other than Amy Schumer letting it out of the side of her mouth is that there are celebrities for whom you don't hear about their relationships, but guess what? They're actually in relationships. That yes. are going gangbusters and have high drama. As we've said, as we've said in the past, and we shall say in the future, uh, from now until eternity, <laughs> now I cannot recall eternity. what it was that was the wisdom that we usually impart. Nothing is real and everyone Nothing smokes. Nothing is real and everyone smokes. But also, if you don't want people to be talking about oh, yeah. your relationship, you just don't talk about you your don't relationship. show up in public exactly now, there are exceptions to that rule so don't send the email that's like but what about yes it is possible for you to be observed as you move through the world by paparazzi and other people such that we are made aware of what's going on but generally speaking if you start to see again you can play the home game if you if you are looking through tabloids on any given day and you start to see the same names over and over again and you think to yourself What's actually going on with those people? Mm-hmm. Like, do they have something to plug? Mm-hmm. Are they working on a movie? That's probably why their relationship is front and center. Precisely. Precisely. And we have well, confirmation. Thank you. Thank you, no, thank Amy, you Schumer. Amy Schumer. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, celebrities behaving badly, we call them. Demons. And we're going to tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Oh, hello there. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is Bags of D. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Your bag of Who is it? Oh, it's like a whole roster. I have a roster of D bags. Um, Yahoo Lifestyle, NBC New York, uh, PopCulture.com, Eat This, Not That, what? Access Hollywood, CNN. CNN? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did they do to you? Every single person who reported on the picture that rebel wilson posted of herself in a bathing suit is my d-bag today oh. uh-huh. 
Let me just roll through some of these headlines for you. Rebel Wilson poses in a new swimsuit photo after 60-pound weight loss. Rebel Wilson, 41, stuns in a plunging swimsuit. Unbelievable transformation. Rebel Wilson shows off slim figure in swimsuit. Rebel Wilson debuts swimsuit pick, inspiring fans after 60-pound weight loss. I don't know. What am I supposed to focus on? Am I supposed to focus on the fact that she's wearing a swimsuit? That she's lost 60 pounds or that she's 41 and that none of those three things are allowed to exist together without it being newsworthy. Also under like if you scroll down, there's like a post from today.com mm-hmm. that talks about how much weight has Rebel Wilson yes. lost. Like this is just pervasive. It's so crazy to me. Yes, it's bonkers. Yes. And I just Why? the reason I don't like it. Listen, oh my God, I'm, go down. Look, you could literally just keep scrolling. And For it's days. all, she regrets not losing weight sooner, gets candid about weight loss, latest swimsuit after 60-pound weight loss, sizzles after 30-kilo weight loss, uh-huh. looks super fit in a black swimsuit after amazing weight loss. Showed off oh. her beach body while celebrating Memorial Day weekend in Florida. Looks unrecognizable as she shows off tiny waist. Looks sensational as she flaunts tiny waist in figure-hugging biker shorts. Make what? It stop! It's, I'm oh. tired, I'm tired, and I don't, I, I feel, feel like... like- she stepped on the like hose of diet stories and just won't lay off the hose or stepped on the pedal. I don't know. She stepped on a machine. Yes. That is now shooting us all in the face with her weight loss. With weight loss stories. And it's not because we're like um insecure I'm, bitches no. who are just poo-pooing her weight loss. I'm you, proud of her. That is an amazing feat. She has done a wonderful a thing. That's why I'm tired of it. And I'm frankly t- like a human being putting on a swimsuit you know does not need multiple headlines to celebrate the swimsuit wearing. We are just going to create a headline because it'll be like Midwestern radio hosts poo-poo yeah. Rebel Wilson's 60 pound weight loss. No. We're not poo-pooing it. We're poo-pooing, We're poo-pooing the, coverage. the coverage of it and the constant. Can we talk about something else? Because the coverage is poo-poo. It is poo-poo because she is a person of value. And she is well, also, bigger and more than whatever, however much she has lost. Here's the question. And here is the, the thing we don't know. And here is what we would like to know. So please, somebody do the work for mm-hmm. us. Because we are two boobs on midday radio. We don't have resources. I would like to know the true extent to which Rebel Wilson is actually responsible for perpetuating this narrative. Yeah. Is it a cynical ploy to grab headlines in order to bring attention to her latest projects, which of which there are some. And she has used this story to to talk about all of the things that Mm -hmm. she's been doing for last year and how much of it is just lazy, lazy tabloid journalism I kind of get the sense it's probably a little from column A and a little from column B. Yeah, I also, can I throw a different, another column in there? I wonder how much of it comes from pressure from her potent, or her sponsors or potential sponsors to continue the, the trajectory of what has gotten her the attention that makes her a valuable endorser of products. Meaning, for Ollie Gummies, it's important that they keep, she keeps being covered so she can drop Ollie gummies into the conversation as often as possible. Yeah. I bet that's a secondary, um, uh, uh, impetus. Yeah. Like the pressure, right? Because, um, now she has these 
relationships. So you want to keep those relationships going because the more you keep those relationships up, the more money comes in. Yeah. And I just think it's coming from all angles, just like the headlines about Rebel Wilson and her 60 pound weight loss. But I would say for what? For what? For what? I know. Okay. Money powered influence. Fine. 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 (laughs) But like at what point do people go enough already? Where is the next weird narrative of life that's probably not all that part of the story but still is because we're talking about it can i just Mm -hmm. throw this in there and this and i know this is going to sound cynical right Mm. well it wouldn't be the first time whatever but i do think about this because i think about how um okay i'll just be really honest like weight loss in my life has not always been a super healthy experience and Sometimes when you feel like you are whatever the shape of your body is, you put pressure on yourself in a way. And then when it comes back, it messes with your brain. When what comes you, back? What, when weight comes oh, back, yeah. which happens yeah, in you're life. Like, That's not me. I'm done right. with that. Because weights fluctuate. Life yeah. happens. Sometimes you have babies. Sometimes you have illnesses. Yeah. Sometimes you have you a are cheeseburger. You're not your outside. Yes. And mm-hmm. so my point being that she's on this trajectory right now where this is part of her identity. And I worry about it being damaging it's- in the sense that if she does gain weight back, which she might because that happens, that there's going to be a different. Like, how is that narrative? How do we then deal with that narrative? Right. Yeah. As a as a culture, but also her as a human being. Like well, no, she's I'll tell now you right co- now. Become defined by her weight loss. What what will happen is that she will be, you know, talked about. And then it's kind of this like weird like, look, there's the personal and then the public. And so we're having there are two important conversations to have. one is the private and one is the public. And on a private level, one on one, you know. Like, this is a journey. It is complicated. Mm-hmm. But from a public standpoint, the the public will react by saying, like, oh, you fell off the wagon. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're eating again. Oh, you are must be having a hard time in your mm-hmm. life. Like, people will pay attention because, because you've given them permission to talk about this. But that privately i can see would make you very resentful yes um because you've set yourself up right and resentful i mean by at yourself yeah um because you've created the permission structure for people to talk about your weight and that's what i worry about for her because how do you how do you how does she cycle out of this how does she stop this conversation that she seems to need to have about her weight in order to keep getting the endorsements and the jobs, et cetera? How does she how does she move on from that and then just be Rebel Wilson? Yeah. Fabulous, funny, talented but Rebel Wilson. I imagine Wilson. Rebel Wilson is like, I'm I'm so powerful. I will do I am in control. I am a strong ass woman who's living her dreams. Like I, I imagine she has all of those narr- like thoughts going through her head, like I'm in control of this. But mm-hmm. like as a person who's on the other side of a certain number of years on this planet, I will tell you your best intentions are not always your best work. Mm-hmm. Put that on a t-shirt. I don't know what that means. Or put it in a fortune cookie. Bumper sticker? Sure. Low calorie, sugar-free, gluten-free, keto 
fortune cookie. Mm-hmm. Also, here's another piece of wisdom. Nobody got fat eating hot dog buns. Because I had a whole conversation the other day with somebody who was like, <laughs> like what? what? Wait a second. What are you conversation with? Bun. What? And I was like, nobody got fat on a hot dog bun. Eat the bun. You're fine. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh, my God. Eat that bun. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, preach. But All right. Speaking of preaching, who's your D-bag? Oh, God. Are we doing that? So? Yes. We don't have time. It's yeah, fine. we do. Yeah, do we couple do. Minutes, couple minutes. I would rather just bitch at people about eating buns. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound good. No. Uh, Carl Lentz. Uh, oh, that's yeah. nasty. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. What did he do now? Well, he uh, sexually abused a uh, staffer. Stop. Uh, According to one Leona Kimes, who once worked as the nanny for the Lentz family, uh, Carl Lentz was Mm. a hot mess and a nasty person. So long story short, she has, um, if I remember reading this yesterday, she wrote an essay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, she wrote an essay about... Um, and it was called Writing My Voice Back. And she says she's been through a bunch of therapies, so she's been able to come to terms with the relationship that she had with this family uh, for whom she was taking care of their children. And uh, it's really dark. But the good news is she seems to have like found a place where she can talk about it. It's It's just... I will say it's very much like the kinds of things we've heard about Carl Lentz. Who is Carl Lentz? Quickly. Carl Lentz is a former pastor of the Hillsong Church in their New York division. Yeah. And he came to, um, he came to, uh, well, I mean, he's most recently he's been accused of having an affair publicly on his wife and then being fired for moral, uh, what do they call it? Moral failures. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say her account of what happens um, sounds very much like the kind of person we've come to know through tabloids, albeit yeah. so like, you know, who knows ultimately, but her truth seems to mirror a lot of the things we talk about in terms of his personality and things we've heard from other people about his narcissism, his ego, mm-hmm. and just over-sexualization of the women around him. Including the head of the church. Yeah. Who has talked about his narcissism? Now, listen, I mean, we don't have time to get into the story. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a long story, but uh, interesting. I'm going to have to read that because that sounds interesting. She said, I felt trapped. I felt silenced. I also felt ashamed. and uh, And I had been told not to say anything or tell anyone. Um, It's just, it's, it's very um, Mm. bad. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that. You can read it. It's in People. Again, it's, um, what is her name? Leona Kimes. Thank you. You're welcome. In case you uh, did not have your fill of celebrities behaving badly, we have another one. And uh, so we're going to do a little D-bag double down when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. And uh, we had some extra D-bag, and we thought we'd put it extra, right here. It's a little D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Kevin Spacey. That's okay. Nasty. I mean, he's a That's perennial, perennial D-bag. He's what a now? perennial D-bag. 
So you'll remember that Kevin Spacey arrived. Uh, well, he didn't arrive on the scene in the news mm-hmm. recently after it was announced that um, he was going to be in a movie, oh. a movie called L'Uomo C'è di Segno Dio, The Man Who Drew God. It's Italian. And I don't even know if you actually were saying the words, but it sounded real. It, it really it? did. Like, it's all about the delivery. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't know you were fluent in Italian. <laughs> it's Italian. Sorry, I Thank didn't know you. you were fluent in Italian. Please don't email, and I apologize for offending the people of Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but, but Kevin Spacey but apparently Kevin Spacey, doesn't care. They're like, nope. come on, in. yeah, bring on. So you know he's doing this Italian film called The Man Who Drew God. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Which apparently is not only his first role since 2017, it's also a film about a wrongly accused pedophile directed by <sighs> Vanessa Graves' husband, Red Graves' husband, Franco Nero. Interesting because, well, Kevin Spacey, among other things, has been accused of laying on top of fourteen-year-old yeah. boy mm-hmm. uh, a number of years ago, who later turned into uh, an amazing actor by the name of uh, Anthony Rapp, who you can see on Star Trek Discovery, which among other love. things, which I love. And he was in Rent. So, um, nonetheless, we're talking about him of late because he's making this like weird comeback. And people, by the way, that like people are like, I don't know him. I don't know anything about what he did, but he's going to be in our movie. Well, but wait, there's more. So not only do we know he's going to be in this movie, he has arrived in Turin, Italy. Oh my gosh. And the pictorials of this event are obnoxious. Well, yeah, he's like, hi, I'm Kevin Spacey and I'm winning at life. It's just like, it's very posy, like out on a terrace with, you know, crystal glasses full of Aperol Yes. And they're, you know, toasting. And like, there's one with this fake, (laughs) he's trying to get into a car and a guy is trying to shield his face. Yes. He's like, poorly. Oh, oh, I am. With his hands. Please do not look at this man. He is an actor. Anyway, so Kevin Spacey's arrived in Turin. And not only that, you guys, but wait, there's more. His comeback attempt is in full swing, evidenced by all the paparazzi stroll we talked about. But he's also with his live-in manager. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, tell me more about that. Be very hands-on in his approach of management. Uh, so yeah, he's managing all kinds of things. It turns out, and we've actually talked about Evan Lowenstein before because Evan Lowenstein is his manager, mm-hmm. and emphasis on man. And mm-hmm. er, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yes, emphasis on the man. He is not a bad-looking man. 
Uh, he's actually a real good-looking man. He's a very good-looking man. And uh, if you go to his Instagram account, mm-hmm. he has no shame in his Kevin Spacey game. He posted a photo from Rome, Italy on July 9th of 2017. <laughs> his, okay. his second to last photo on Instagram is from 2017, and it's him and Kevin Spacey. Okay. And then Prior he sort to Kevin just... Spacey's fall. Okay. Downfall. But what's interesting, and you may not remember this, but I swear we talked a little bit about this when we first discovered this manager, mm-hmm. that there was like a story there. And of course, the Daily Mail has all the salacious details. Thank you, Daily Mail. They describe Evan as 47, a divorced father of four, who used to be in a boy band, Evan and... Jaren. Jaren. Evan and Jaren. Do you know that boy band? Yes. How? Well, okay, so they were like, uh, they had one hit. Hold on, I gotta remember it. Um, oh my gosh, I didn't crazy for this girl. Yep. Okay. And uh, did you know this song? Yes, well, you we're would find it. You would know it if you heard it. I promise you. Is this an English boy band? Yes. No. Yes. What do you mean? Spanish or like no. I don't know. Where does he American? American. They're American. Oh. And this song was popular I've never heard of this in person. like two thousand. It was continental. And I want to say. Yeah. Okay. So it was okay. This song was featured in Dawson's Creek and it was a pretty popular song. And my husband used to work for a show that used to be on television called The Whatever Show, where it was for teens by teens. My husband was one of the producers on that show. And like, I remember him in inter- them interviewing Evan oh. and Jaren. Here's so the song my, Crazy for This Girl. Yeah, you'll know it. I promise. Any boy oh, yeah. band song? So I'm sure I've boy band um, well, yeah, and it was like hot twins on guitars. Yeah, yeah I did from not Georgia, know that out. this is the same guy. I yeah. This is blowing my he, mind. He divorced his wife mm. and... Uh, With four children. Has four children and... Uh, Left. Became a manager. So um, he became Kevin Spacey's manager in 2016. Um, I swear we read a blind item within the last year that talked about, um, that talked about Kevin Spacey getting secretly gay married in London or some. Yep, third, this is all sounding very familiar. Some third party country. Yeah, Holly, does that ring a bell in your blind item quiver? Not necessarily, but I am looking through confirmed blind items to see. We saw a picture of him out and about with a ring on his finger. And that was part of what sparked yes, rumors. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a connection to this individually, uh, an individual. Yeah, but supposedly. he is very Kevin Spacey forward. Well, he, I mean, he was in a boy band. Yeah. I was going to say. I'm just saying um, it's a little interesting, is it not, that Kevin Spacey, uh, after being like nowhere mm-hmm. with no one mm-hmm. is now front and center taking mm-hmm. paparazzi photos. Yeah. Um, with his manager, with an attractive manager mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Italy where yes. he's mm-hmm. going to be making his comeback mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. toasting. And also it's just the smile on his face. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We read a blind item about Kevin Spacey getting married. But it was not to it was not to Evan Lowenstein. Who was it to? It was there was something referencing a Boy Scout. 
Do you remember okay. this? Okay, no. hold on a second. Did that that Wayne? that got her? Wayne? Now she remembers. Well, because there was a blind item. I'm skimming over these because yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot, and there was something that had to do with Boy Scouts. Yes. Hold on a second. Yes, thank you. One moment. Thank you. Holly is finding the blind item. Here's the blind item. Thank you. Blinded by the I mentioned, well, this has nothing to do with marriage, but this was from August of last summer. Okay. That Kevin Spacey spends most of his time outside the United States and calls a different country home. Apparently, he's been volunteering at what is essentially a scoutmaster for that's that country's version of the Boy Scouts. Yes. Oh. So no marriage, but... I swear there was also one about getting married because there, there was that whole conversation about the ring. Yeah, I remember the ring conversation. Yeah. So much gossip. Can't remember. Anyway, it all. Yeah. he's in Italy being nasty. We'll keep our fingers on that story. Yeah. We will. And when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what is your airport ritual? Six five one six four one one oh seven one. We'll take your calls after this on my talk one oh seven.